Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless, the podcast that teaches you how to live a healthier lifestyle that makes you and the planet happier. The world is changing quickly. Sometimes it feels like you can't keep up. I hear you. You want to make the world a better place. You care, but you don't know where to start. You know taking care of yourself is important, but how? I get it. I have a history of diving into a new endeavor, seeking perfection, and quickly feeling like I failed. Whether it was going vegan or learning how to recycle more, I wish I had guidance to keep me on track and not overwhelmed. I can't lie, the world needs your help. But it doesn't need you to be perfect. This podcast is here to help. Here we go. This episode is a very special dual episode with the Unruly Podcast and its host, Kaylin Otto. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special podcast episode. My name is Kaylin Otto from the Unruly Podcast, and I share a lot about travel and more recently sharing more about living off grid. And so, well, you'll find my website and Instagram and my podcast. We're sharing about all these different things about living unruly when it comes to your home, when it comes to your body, sexuality, gender, all of these things. And I love talking about vegan travel, solo female travel, budget travel, and just like eco-friendly mind frames and eco-friendly livings. Hi, everybody. My name is Carly Jean Puck. I am the host of Consciously Clueless. And on that podcast, along with my content creation and coaching, I show people how you can live a lifestyle that makes you healthier and happier and also does those things for the planet. So a lot of talk about sustainability and mindfulness, plants, and all of the above. So also really excited to get into this. Yeah, today we have a special episode for y'all because we're sharing out both of our podcast platforms because we want this to reach a lot of people. We're going to talk about some issues that have come up recently because there's a lot of consumerism shared online. But as we just told you, we're both people who are into living more mindfully, as eco-consciously as possible. We're going to talk about some of the nuances and challenges and being a creator and being people who share their lives and share their beliefs and experiences while also trying to get paid for our time while also <laughs> trying to share in a genuine way. So, I know that's, yeah, that's right. That's the struggle, right? Definitely, definitely. Okay, Carly. So my question for you today is, it might be a harder one. So if you had to rebrand you couldn't consciously clueless. What would you call your all the things that you've created, the podcast, the blog? What is another name that you feel like would really encapsulate all of that? Damn. <laughs> that's a question. That's a real that's a big question. I'm going to start to pretend to have Zoom connection issues. Uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. So if I had to rebrand, I couldn't be consciously clueless anymore. I think one, I love the, I love a good alliteration and I love the name consciously clueless, but I have learned this is tangential, but I'll get to your question. I promise. But I have learned that I'm too far into marketing to go anywhere at this point, but spelling consciously is an interesting one for people. (laughs) I did not think about an easy word to type into Instagram. They're like, but how do you spell that? I'm like, oh no, but it is what it is. So hopefully I've helped people learn how to spell that word a little bit in the world. 
toughy. I think if I had to rebrand, my first thoughts go to the word sustainability or something, but maybe the word imperfect or Mm. kind of something that shows that you're in the middle of the journey, which is what Consciously Clueless does in a different way. But I think something really highlighting that, I think a big thing I've talked about more and learned more and more in my personal life is just this kind of being a recovering perfectionist and realizing that you can't be perfectly vegan, perfectly sustainable, perfectly anything in a world that's not set up to be and reminding people of that. So I think it would be something maybe at least right now, perfect conscious living or something that would really stamp the idea of you can do this and you're not going to do it. That's right. beautiful. That's what I want. Like the essence of what you're doing is when you have to strip away the words that you've already relied on. Now I'm like, but- do I need a rebrand? <laughs> Wait a sec. <laughs> Throw you into a crisis with this question. I know. I'm like, get off of this call. And I'm like writing notes. I'm like, what is my business? Oh my God. Hopefully your brand like this song by oh god who sang that Gwen Stefani where it's this shit is bananas B A N A S. Okay, we can probably sing how it's a copyright. Yeah, how I learned how to spell bananas. Maybe that's what your blog is doing, teaching people how to spell yes, or like Fergie's glamorous. Exactly. Like I feel like a lot of like high school boys could spell glamorous really easily because they were secretly listening to Fergie. 100 percent. that's what mm-hmm. you're doing a public service to the people all right i'll stay i'll stay thank you for calming my anxiety about my brand we're staying consciously carly and consciously <laughs> clueless for now speaking Thanks. of consciously clueless if i have to put you on the spot a bit the mm-hmm. idea that's actually a perfect segue the idea of this podcast name came from me realizing some days you have it all figured out and some days you're like just kidding. I know nothing. And <laughs> you had to put yourself from clueless to conscious eyes at a spectrum. Where would you place yourself today in this moment? Today in this moment, um, I would put myself like in the middle and shift a little bit to conscious. Uh, All right. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's always a journey. And it's like when someone will ask me, like, how much Spanish do you speak? Sometimes I feel fluent. I feel like, oh, my God, I finally Mm. got it. I got the language. I understand what's happening. And then the next day I enter a new part of the country where they speak differently or someone older who speaks completely differently with different slang. And I'm like, I know nothing. And so that's how I feel on this scale so many times is that I'm like okay I'm doing all of this and that's great and I've learned so much and then all of a sudden I'm like what (laughs) I'm back to that's such a good analogy where people can feel that where it's palpable where you're in some situations and you're like I'm crushing and then you're in other ones and you're like I'm a fool (laughs) I don't know anything yeah I am (laughs) being crushed exactly Yeah, that's a really great answer and a really great analogy. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for asking that question because it is, it's such a big thing where people are like, sustainability, only these people can do it and they can only do it in this way. Totally. I thought that. 
Yeah, it's chill, bro. Everyone can do it in a different way. And mm-hmm. it's been done since the beginning of time before. Right. This, like, this isn't new. Yeah. It's a return. Exactly. It's a, it's all of that. So I really appreciate you like asking that question. Yeah, I appreciate you answering it. So should we start with the whole reason we forged a online friendship, which I love finding yeah. people that <laughs> yeah. I really I truly do. Cause we all know if we're creating content that uh, social media can be a garbage dumpster fire. And yeah. Yes. At the same time, it is like the most beautiful, fun thing because I feel like I've made the coolest connections with people that I genuinely stay in touch with that mm-hmm. think similarly to me or have these interests that maybe wouldn't be immediately around me. And that is you as well. I've like instantly the first time we talked, I was like, we're old pals. Exactly. It's like, even if I haven't met you in person, you live in my brain as like yeah. a real friend, a real person. And that makes me feel better interacting with the world on an everyday basis. A hundred percent. So our kind of origin story would be both having done some affiliate work with Inks, which was originally mm-hmm. She Thinks, if people mm-hmm. remember from a couple of years ago, and then went to Thinks, which was period proof underwear. And then they extended out to a clothing line. And yeah, where do we start with this topic? Maybe we could talk about like why we were interested in this in the first because for me it's like trying to live more consciously but also trying to be comfortable at the same time because some Mm -hmm. people think to live more eco-friendly eco-minded you are going to be uncomfortable everything's going to be miserable Yes. And I feel like Thinks made a product, or which I'm sure people made before them. It was just the first time I had heard about it, where it's, I can free bleed. And mm-hmm. it's not me free bleeding, like with my period in like old underwear anymore, or having to put a towel down underneath. It's like, I can wear really comfy underwear yep. and rewash them, reuse them, comfortable, more sustainable. And I'm not going to have to buy pads and tampons that are going to go in the trash every single month. So for me, incredible, genius, great idea. Mm -hmm. I have to have this. And I still believe that it is such a great, great idea. And I still use them, which we can talk about, but that's what pulled me in. What kind of pulled you into the period underwear world? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who had used them for a while because she had the opposite of me. She has really light periods. So like Mm. even tampons and stuff were like uncomfortable, but she was like, oh, this idea of being able to wear underwear and that they're comfortable, that's great. And so she had told me about them and I was like, that is also great for me, which I'm the opposite. So like I have, when depending, that's a whole, literally another episode that I just did about my endometriosis and hormones and blah, 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 blah. But because of that, I like can bleed really heavy or I can have spotting or it just can be like a fun surprise. And so (laughs) I never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nice option to wear either as a backup, like to have a comfortable backup that I'm like, I don't have to put a cup in if I, but I am worried I'm getting my period or I'm spotting. So it was just a, a comfortable and more eco-conscious way for me to deal with my period because Mm -hmm. I was using cotton organic pads, but it doesn't really matter when they're being crumpled up with the plastic on the back and being put in the garbage. It's better for you, you to have 
nice things against you, I imagine. (laughs) But that is not that much of a better option, I realized too. So it just was a good, like you, it was like, I can be comfortable and Mm. I can create less waste with this thing I'm going to deal with every month. It's not like you have a choice that right. you can be like, oh, let me just opt out of this. Yeah. And I think the other thing that was appealing is that right when I was getting into them more and more, I had started the podcast. This mm-hmm. was in 2020. And I was like, I wonder if I should start trying to talk to brands. I had no idea what I was doing. But mm-hmm. Thinks was advertising their affiliate program. I don't know if you remember this too, like more actively talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this seems like a good fit. Like it's an eco-conscious way to think about your period. It's comfortable. They have a, a program and I could talk about it on the podcast. So it all just felt in timing in that way as well. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Like I was just getting into the world of realizing I put so much time and effort into my blog and don't make money (laughs) off it, which is fine because it is a labor of love. But like you get to the point sometimes where you want to. Uh, And for me, I felt like it was, which is, it sounds silly to me now because I feel like there's been like this boost forward where you're talking about your period, at least where I live in this culture has been way Mm -hmm. more normalized. But even Mm -hmm. like a year ago, it seemed like, they were one of the brands that were actually talking about bleeding. True. Without being like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to bring up this issue. They were just like bleeding. Or their commercials were like a girl in white pants on a horse. And yeah. was like, you can do anything. Exactly. Um, they were like, yeah, this is it was more realistic. Yeah. Right. That's they a good point. Different body sizes too. So I was like, yeah, the whole I, thing was about ending stigma. That was like one of their big, I think, platforms, which was appealing. Which is amazing because I feel like they've done a mm-hmm. lot of great work in that way. So I felt the same too. And I was like, and honestly, before I even saw their affiliate program, I was telling people, I was like, did yeah. you know that this is an invention? Because I didn't. Same. I should also get affiliate, like back paid affiliate for how many people I've told about the Diva Cup. I was like, did y'all know you can use a cup up there? Same. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my God. So we were both using them. Mm -hmm. And we were both sharing about them. And then this lawsuit comes out against them. (laughs) And do you want to talk about what it was or what your thoughts were when you first heard about it? Yeah. So the lawsuit was that there were chemicals in the underwear basically that they had claimed they were organic and chemical free and there had been tests done that that wasn't true so it's PFAS Mm -hmm. and and I'm looking right now an antimicrobial (laughs) agent made of silver and copper to diffuse order so it was just some things that they had claimed weren't there Mm-hmm. And they had to settle. And when I first saw this, there had been allegations of this in the past that didn't get a lot of press, I would say. And so a couple times thinks would address that in these meetups they had for affiliates, like those Zoom calls and stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. there was an article. Here's what you tell people if anyone asks about our products. They are free of this There was a little statement that they gave. If someone asks, yeah, we're good. 
I hadn't really given much thought. I will admit that I just blindly trusted. I was like, okay, I'm sure they're right. I didn't really want to deal with thinking about it, if I'm being honest, which now I would more. But then the settlement, I would say, was a bit more, oh, that's real. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's a real thing. That's not to be ignored. And Mm -hmm. I was a little overwhelmed at first because it was a bit of the first experience of being like, oh, shit. Have I done damage for people? I've promoted right. this. I've talked about it. And now I have to backpedal or, which I don't think that in the same way now, but this is my initial thought mm-hmm. of being like, I did you wrong. We see those posts people have to make on social media. I'm sorry, but, and I was just thinking how I was going to handle that. And I felt bad. I felt like maybe what if I, pushed something that could harm people. And then that made me think about other people I work with. Yeah. It was just an interesting, interesting thing to be confronted with. And I will admit probably really good for me to be confronted with, to have to think a little bit more critically and be reminded of the potential power you have when you talk about stuff online. That was a little long-winded. Sorry. That's perfect. That's what I wanted to know how you were feeling because it, it made me think about that too because I don't know when you have blogs like us that we don't have like millions of followers sometimes I feel like oh I'm not really doing much I'm not really me- mm. reaching that many people but then something like this happens and I'm like oh people did were influenced by me they did listen to me and they spent their money which for me I think so critically about how I spend my money I'm like they spent their money because I promoted this. So that means that A, they trust me. B, they're like listening to what I have to say and C, mm-hmm. they will take action on that. So I realized that too. I was like, oh, <laughs> I do have some sway yeah. in this platform. But I, I felt the same too. At first I was like, I didn't want to think about it. And I was like, oh God, but they have the label on there and they have this tested by a third party and all the things that they had sent out to us. But then when the lawsuit hit, I was like, oh, this is a real thing. And it's hard to know because one, there's this brand that you, I'm not one who I'm like, I love businesses and brands. I'm always like, y'all are trying to make money. Of course. That's your number one. It's not, I never love a brand unless it's like my friend made it and it's just, yeah. I'm not one of those people where it's like brand loyalty like that. But I just think they, just because they were so straightforward about periods and trying to destigmatize everything that I was like, yeah, they're very honest. And so why would they lie now? I guess is what I was thinking. Totally. And I think that for me, I decided, you and I have been chatting, I decided to take it off of my website where I have affiliate links. Mm-hmm. And I stopped posting about it, about thanks on social media. And which was, it was fun to to have to not have to, but to get to post intentionally about period underwear. And yeah, not that I won't again, but it just was a little motivation. So I stopped doing that. And I think that I won't work with them, I guess, like moving forward. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in Mm -hmm. this world. Like we talked earlier, like you can't be perfect in a world that isn't set up to be perfect, but I won't move forward working with them given 
the things I stand for in terms of taking care of our bodies holistically and not having those things in your body or near your body, if you can help it. And just the lack of transparency, I think is maybe a question, but I also am going to use all of those things underwear that I have, which is quite a few. <laughs> I'm going to use them in, until I can't anymore until they've lost their life, which takes a while. Mm-hmm. And that's a personal choice I'm making. I can see how people would maybe not want to use them anymore. Mm-hmm. But for me, I also am realizing that I've used them already. I own them. I know I'm exposed to chemicals in other ways. I'm not someone who is 110% chemical free. I know I'm realistic in the sense that I know there are other ways I'm being exposed to things that I'm not even sure of, or some of the bug spray I've had to douse myself in to not die working in the woods or yeah. whatever else it is. <laughs> like I, I'm realistic about that, but I will still use them because we talked about this a little bit too. It's I ha- I was torn. I was like, I don't want to create more waste. Cause that's mm-hmm. completely antithetical to one of the reasons I talked about them in the first place. I can't throw away probably a dozen pair of underwear and I have the bike shorts and the sleep shorts. Mm. And I was like, no, oh, I love them. Those and can't be beat. <laughs> they're so soft. And I'm like, this is, they're perfectly good condition. So that's goes against what I believe in creating unnecessary waste. So that's where I've landed. I totally understand if people land at a different spot, if they used and own things underwear. Where did you land uh, on that? That's how I felt too. I totally understand too, if people d- don't feel comfortable using them, but I felt the same way. And I was, I did research for a while to see after so many washes, do the chemicals come out, which that's not good. Right. Cause then they're like flowing into the water, <laughs> the water. <laughs> but I had read, I think after it was like seven to 12 washes that whatever, chemicals and then may have come out or at least I'm definitely past that yeah exactly and I was like wow I have used these so many times so yeah I felt the same as you and I guess going forward it taught me like working with brands not to I wasn't just going into it not being critical right before I started Mm -hmm. working with them I looked them up I looked up their labor practices chemicals All of these things. Are they vegan? Mm -hmm. Who makes them? How much do those people get made? Where are they shipping from? These were already Mm -hmm. questions that I was asking that I know you were already asking. Yeah. And I still got fooled. Because you want to believe, right? Like you want to believe there are companies that like, look, we're in late stage capitalism. And like you said, these people want to make money. That's no secret. You and I want to make money. That's fine. That's not a bad thing. But because of where we're at, there is so much corruption and so much bullshit in that within that system that I think you and I seem like people who are like, we want to believe there are these good people doing it differently. (laughs) And so when you find them, you don't, you want to be like, yeah, I was rooting for you. I believed in you. Hey there, it's me. If you're digging this conversation so far around conscious living in this episode, and you're feeling inspired to make change, that's literally why I'm here. If you want sustainable ways to be sustainable, you hear eco-friendly or green and wonder if you're doing it right. You want to make your diet more earth-friendly by going vegan. You want to live a more connected life, but you're not even sure what that means. No judgment. It is possible to feel excited about making changes to make a difference in the world every single day with your choices 
to go vegan and stay vegan without feeling like you're missing anything or to learn how to make good choices for the planet without feeling stressed. I help folks who are ready to make changes in their life that support their health and the world around them through supportive coaching, practical education, and steps that make you enjoy the process. If that's you, email me at consciouslycarly at gmail.com and let's chat. Back to the episode. Yeah. So how are you going to navigate this going forward? And how do you navigate that? Having your blog, having your platform, wanting to get paid like monetarily for some of the Mm -hmm. work that you do because it supports you. It helps you keep going. How do you figure this out going forward with new brands, with maybe brands that you already had? Did that make you like think about that? What's yeah. What's your take? Yeah. So starting with brands that I already had, this was, there was like a trifecta for me. This thinks scandal happened. Mm -hmm. And then did you hear about better help? So BetterHelp is also a brand I've worked with just because I thought it's great to promote affordable, accessible mental health services. Mm -hmm. And I had people in my life that had used it. I work with someone locally just because I started working with them during an intense breakdown and I'm not ready to train in a new therapist. (laughs) But if I started traveling more again, I would, I would use a service like that. And then it came out that they had sold some in the client information for Facebook ads. Oh, which is not the first company to do this. Facebook's done this shit with mm-hmm. our stuff in the last few years. So I had a couple people message me. I had just had a better help video come out being like, did you know that this is happening? And I didn't. And yeah. so I had to look into that. I've paused on that. I'm not even sure where I stand because they've, yeah, I'm, I'm talking, I'm like, this is real time. I'm figuring this out. Like right. they've made their amends. They're still providing services. What do I do with that? I'm still not sure. I've mm-hmm. paused in posting about them, but then I also take cues from bigger podcasters that I really respect in the space, like the Try Guys. Mm-hmm. And they are still using BetterHelp as a sponsor. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just interesting. So I'm not even sure where I stand on that one. I still, I think I still have it on my website, but I haven't been putting their ads into my podcast. And a question um, for you, because I was yeah. just thinking like, I did this with things where I, when I learned about that information, I shared it to my story and stuff. I was like, yep. hey y'all, I know you have bought this from me. I don't know what's going on with them, but here's the information. And I'm sorry if I've led you astray. Like I did my best to vet this. But here's what you need to know now. So make your own decision. So is that something that you do too when you realize, oh, (laughs) this isn't good? I haven't approached it in that way yet because I really was trying to figure out what I was going to do and how to communicate that. I think that's the right, like what you said is the right choice. And after this, I plan to do like a post or two and some stories around this episode, just being like, this episode is we're getting so transparent on how this stuff works. And we talk about something that I didn't totally bring up yet. I think I did share maybe a story to this is happening with thinks I'm learning more. I think maybe just like a headline or something. So I'm going to probably do that with better help. And I actually just might ask, I'm curious what you all think. Mm -hmm. I'll make my own decision, but do you think I should stop working with them? 
Yeah, because um, those are the know, people who are like supporting you if they do buy things and yeah. watching your content. So that's like who you need to hear from. Yeah. So I think I am going to do that. So then that happened. And then one brand that I was iffy about from the beginning that I've worked with is Mint Mobile. And yeah, the, only, okay. the only reason I did it is because I've used it for gosh, five years now and genuinely loved their service. And their whole shtick was saying like F you to big mobile yeah, and doing your own thing. And I was like, it's something I actually believe in. I don't know. I might as well share that this is an option for you. If you travel, if you do whatever that they have good service, I live in the woods. So the fact that I have service means it's good. So I had worked with them just as I didn't really post about them on social media, more just as podcast ads. Mm. And then they were just bought by T-Mobile. Oh, see, I didn't even know that because I'm also a fan and I was thinking maybe I should reach out to them and try to work with them. (laughs) Yeah. And I still have, I'm still set up with them. They still have the program set up because they're just like putting it under the umbrella. But now I'm like, is it still the same thing though? And I will be honest with you, no shade to Mint because I love you and personally tell people about Mint. No one has used my code. Mm, And that's one of the other reasons I was okay with letting the ads drop from my podcast because I think it's something, a phone thing is weird. People need, are either (laughs) like on their parents' plan still or they're like, I don't want to switch because that's too much work. I've been with Verizon for 24 years or like whatever it is. So I get it, but it was like a boom of me having to be like, oh no, this is, this is the potential, right. With attaching your name to anything. Yeah. So I guess that's the kind of like current landscape. And in terms of what I will do moving forward, I think be more and more transparent. Mm -hmm. But I also think that realistically, I would love to come up with a different model, but we are operating within late stage capitalism to -hmm. try and fuck with late stage capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I, by the time this comes out, the episode will have come out, but when we're recording this tomorrow, an episode with Plain Products, which I use and promote, which is the sustainable return your bottle of shampoo conditioner and you get mm-hmm. a new one circular system. Their CEO will be on the podcast and she's mm-hmm. a badass and super cool. And I like working with them because they're trying to do something different within the system we have. And that's where I think it starts. There's this anarchist sense of me that's burn it down and start over, of course, Mm -hmm. because it's all such bullshit. But at the same time, if that's not if if that's not the strategy yet, we need to find ways to do it differently with what we've got. And so if I can support brands like that, that are like, no, let's use less plastic and less chemicals and have a like Netflix style circular system early Netflix, Netflix yeah. style where you turn things in the mail and they get used for someone else. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I will continue as of right now to work with people that I think can do things differently. And it's just practicality, right? Shopping and buying things won't save the climate crisis, but mm-hmm. I still need shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it's like this place of, so yeah, I understand that I'm talking about fuck the system and it's ruining the earth and ourselves. And then I'm like, buy this. So I get that sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it's like for me right now in this moment, maybe we'll both listen to this in a year and we'll be like, oh my gosh, we were so young. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) But for me right now, I think it's the best I can do in terms Mm -hmm. of making this lucrative enough for me to help people and help people learn and also support yourself, support myself and do the best I think we can do. And that is sometimes buying things. My Mm -hmm. living sustainably, I think should start with buying less, but you still need some stuff. And when you need those things, maybe I can point you in the best direction we have right now. Yeah, the best direction that we have right now. I think that is huge because I am in so many ways. Like there's within the animal rights movement, it's like abolitionist versus welfare. Oh my gosh. There's always in in so many and in my life, it's that same thing when I'm trying to be more sustainable. And in some in my heart of hearts, and in my heart, like that people it's on my sleeve, it's burn it down. Like screw all of this, but then it's yep. like there are everyday needs and you are stuck in the system. How can you keep that burning in your heart and do that when you can? And then at the same time, do the best with what you have, which is what I also feel (sighs) like I'm trying to do with my blog. It's like, I'm going to share like all of the radical, like Mm -hmm. radical beliefs that I have. And like when I made a post about the thinks underwear, I think for one of the first times, Oh God, which was embarrassing looking at my graphics back then. It's fine though. Oh, Um, I hate scrolling back on my Instagram. (laughs) Torture. I'm like, oh my God. Even some of my podcast episodes are like, oh my God. But it's, I was like, here is the thanks underwear. And also you can take old underwear that you have or old sweatpants or whatever. You can free bleed in those and you can wash those and do, and they'll be stained, but you do it again and again. And then I even had a bidet, a portable bidet that I was working with the company to give some away at Vegan Fest. And I was like, here's this thing, this portable one that's like well-made, but you can take a old soap bottle, like you would like a squirt bottle, and you can use that as a bidet. And it works almost the same, actually. Right, right. And it's, you're not buying something new. You're actually using what you already have. So for me, it's trying to be like, if you are going to buy something, because some people just are, and sometimes I'm that person too, but some people just are not, they would never use an old soap bottle to be a bidet. Right. They would never free bleed in an old pair of underwear. Like never. Then I'm like, here is the best option that I can provide you with. But if you are the person who would do that, please use what you already have. And sometimes for me, it's a combination of both going back and forth between the two. But it's It's this whole idea of meeting people where they're at. Yeah. It's like when I first, I've talked about this on the podcast at nauseum, everyone's like about to roll their eyes, but (laughs) I went through that angry vegan phase, right? Where I was just like, everyone listened to me. I know what you should do and how you should live and how you'll be healthier and why it's the best thing for the planet. And if you're not doing it, you're silly. Mm -hmm. And apparently that approach is not cute and does (laughs) not 
go well, because that's not what, that's not what I want to hear. That's not what I listen to. Right. Somebody Mm -hmm. tells me to do something. I'm going to do the opposite. Just to be a jerk. Right. Just cause. So it's, it's a kind of a duh, but I had to realize that's just not how it works. You do meet people where they're at because Mm -hmm. then they're more likely to go much further if on their own, if it's their their decision. So let's meet individuals where we're at, but then let's force corporations to do better. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. Let's like, we can't force individuals. It's not their fault. So let's like meet the individuals where we're at and making change. And then let's say like F you to the bigger things that we can be like, no, you have to change now. I always am thinking in this in terms of like veganism too, because it's so closely tied in. It's like, I still say F you to all of the farms. I will take an animal off your farm. No problem. It's not stealing. It's liberating. I will do many things Mm. and not feel an ounce of remorse. But then when I meet someone during outreach who's, I can't give up cheese. I'm not like, you should be going on the farm. You piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like you imagine. It's here's a replacement here. Can you start doing this? Let me know how that goes for you. Yes. Yes. Because if I'm just like, you're a terrible person, this is what should be happening. They go sad, eat some cheese. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to sad eat cheese. And then they're going, to, if they feel forced into it, like I've seen this when someone's dating someone and they really want them to be vegan. It's mm. like their partner's forced into it to make their partner happy, but then they break up and they're not vegan anymore. And it's if they can come to it on their own terms and stick with it. And I'm not saying that like, it's still not saying that the issue is not an issue because right. animals are being tortured and mutilated and all of these things. Yeah. But it's still like, how are we going to do this long term? It's just, it's just so many layers. And then when you are in a position where you can influence people, which is basically everyone, right? Now it's just been right. taken to the internet where you can have this platform where all of a sudden you can reach a thousand people in a day. I think we do have to think critically about that and strategize. Mm -hmm. What is sustainable for me long-term? How am I, like, how am I screwing with the system while also supporting myself while also, like, actually helping people? And that can be a hard thing to figure out sometimes. Yeah, it really is. It's like a daily thing when I try and plan my content for the internet weekly. (laughs) And I have little notes next to my desk that are like my pillars. Okay. Eco living mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I try and post about all those different things. And sometimes I look at a post and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like Mm -hmm. this imposter syndrome. Who am I? Why do people care? Is this doing anything? Mm -hmm. That's like totally a thing when you're trying to tell people like, we got to do better. We're dying. You know, you're like, is this coming across that way? Is this making my message heard? Is this trivializing? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's a daily thing to figure out how to do this well. Yeah. That's, and while also staying true to you and also if you're experiencing anger or grief or any of these feelings that people think are messy or like you shouldn't be Mm. expressing online while also honoring yourself and being able to express that because you don't want to like wash over who you are and how you're actually feeling so I think that's another part of it too that sometimes can be hard to figure out like with messaging and how you're doing it and 
how that's received because we're walking this weird line where people are following you because they want to hear from you, but they're expecting the certain tone out of you once they think they knew you through this online world. And then sometimes I'm just hit with waves of grief and waves of rage. And, yeah. uh, and I want to express that. And I want that to be like, I'm a real person. I, you watch me on the internet, but I'm like a real human and I feel this and this is valid. And here's why I feel it while also still having people listen yeah. and not just be turned off when you have an end goal. So it's just, God, it's so weird. It like messes with my mind to have the internet and the reach people. And it's like, it hasn't been done before. We are the testers of this and who knows what it's going to do to like our mental health. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be talking about this in therapy in a few years for sure. Yeah, exactly. We'll be listening back to this podcast episode. I'll be like, I should have signed up for that service Carly was talking about. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's like funny but not but funny i I have a question for you okay what advice would you give to someone who is coming into this internet space newly they're starting a blog they're starting a Mm. podcast they're going to be approached by brands they're going to approach brands with what you've learned so far how would you guide them to make ethical choices that feel good for them, but are also supportive for them? That's a really great question. I think immediately, even before you respond to anyone, unless it's like a huge brand that you already know and love and feel comfortable with, even before responding to them, do some research on your own. Mm -hmm. And like the things you said earlier in the episode, looking at their labor practices looking at their commitment to sustainability, looking at the things that we've talked about that we, in a perfect world with, if you have privilege to be conscious of these things when making purchases, right? to do the research and do that. And if it aligns with your ethics or whatever, reaching back out to them, but also have some questions, Mm -hmm. have some questions on the, this is the moral compass of my business. Are we a good fit? Mm-hmm. And given the information I'm giving you now, don't be afraid to tell them you're not. I don't know if you've had this experience, but as soon as you start putting things online that you work with brands, you get random shitty like leggings brands or <laughs> yeah. whatever else. And it's or like I got tagged the other day. I This has happened a few times now. And I don't know what hashtag I use to get me into this train, but I keep getting tagged in these. You can win a Sheen gift card. And I'm like, does that seem appropriate? That's like the literal opposite. The oh. literal opposite of what I'm trying to do yes. here, people. So it's don't be afraid to automatically say this is not a good fit. I have a statement I copy and paste. Mm-hmm. This is not a good fit and doesn't work with the morals of my brand. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reaching out or something. Don't be afraid. Don't feel bad, especially if you're new. It mm-hmm. feels like you want to work with brands because there's the potential to make money. You're just like anyone who, please. Exactly. Hello. And I get that, but don't be afraid to do the research. Don't be afraid to say no early on because it's going to save you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And some of those shitty small brands, you're not going to make a lot anyway. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're not going to make much anyway. So don't be afraid to hold up your morals and do your research and reach out to somebody else that is in the game. Is there an influencer or someone online that you appreciate does work with brands? 
reach out and say, is this something that you've struggled with? Some people like to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And I would also add to that, that don't be afraid to say, Hey, I got tricked. Yeah. I didn't do enough research in the beginning or I thought I did. And this came up. Don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry and learn from it and move forward differently. Totally own up to it and find out how to do better next time. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw this open to you that if there's anything that there hasn't been space for you to share that you're like, if I don't say this on this podcast, I'll kick myself. Is there anything like that? One one other thing just popped into my head because we didn't talk about the financial side of it, but oh, true. <laughs> the last thing that I would say is like when I was first doing it, like getting into trying to make money and working with brands, which I feel like I'm still in that stage. It was that thing Same. like anyone, please validate me that like what I'm mm. doing is real by sponsoring my podcast or being a sponsor on my blog. And so you tend to just take whatever money you are given, even if it's not a lot for a lot of your time. And I wouldn't say that I have regrets because I've only worked with a small amount of brands on purpose, but I do have regrets not asking for more. When I put a lot of talent and time and energy into something and people are actually taking my advice. So I think just like remembering your worth, not just by your numbers on social media, not by how many people listen to your podcast or how many people follow you on Instagram. It's like all of these years of experience in my life are coming together every time. It's silly, but every time I make a silly reel and I'm using like advice that I've learned from traveling all over the world and doing all these really important things, like that goes into making that. I'm using my life experience, my footage, my time, my energy. So I think that yeah, really remembering who you are as a person outside of the weird little social media box and being paid accordingly. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And for people who are like, I don't work with brands, I just consume your content. I think remembering that people in this space, especially when you're talking about being eco-conscious, there are some people that just work with brands to make money, of course, in this space. We're trying. (laughs) We're out here. We're out here. I am getting better and better at being open with getting it wrong and Mm -hmm. showing that imperfection and just, yeah, keep on trying to support people and brands that you think are doing things differently because that's one of the options we have right now. Yeah. Yep. And remembering that, like, even this podcast episode, right, we had to get to know each other. We had to plan it, right? Like a sort of outline. We take our computers that we've bought with our, like, soul-sucking life force to turn into money to (laughs) record this on. And then we're going to have to edit it. And then we're going to have to share it. And I don't just... Hours. I feel weird hours. I feel weird saying I'm an influencer. It's like, I'm a writer. I'm an actor, all these different things. But when you're in this social media space, that's like part of it now, even if you're not trying to be an influencer, if you have a platform, you are influencing people. So it's like remembering for listeners, how much time and love and Mm -hmm. energy goes into this. So if you hear an ad and you're like, Oh my God, cause I used to do that. If I heard it on a podcast, I loved, I'm like, 
oh my god they're like selling oh totally souls. yeah I'm like fast forward this is terrible yeah yep. now I'm like oh you spent four hours on this episode and then this sponsor said they'll give you eighty dollars and you're like mm-hmm. yes because if not I'm not being paid for my time now I'm like go you you know what I mean yeah. like yes absolutely you get a new appreciation respect. yeah exactly so just reminding listeners of that too mm-hmm and share and and comment and review and rate and do all the things that help us that we feel uncomfortable sometimes asking for because yeah it feels like you're like 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 me but these are free (laughs) things you can do to literally support my business like I've gotten better at that too just liking and commenting on people's posts and being like this was great or something whatever it is Mm -hmm. it sounds so trivial but it's it's important it makes a difference It is important. So if you like something, like, like on the physical thing, if you like it in your heart, tell someone, let them know so that we feel like, God, this is worth it. This is, I'm just not screaming into a void here. Seriously. Yeah. So basically we're just searching for validation. Yeah. So I would, we would both, (laughs) just kidding. Validate us. Validate us. All right. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. Yes, I love it. I think it's going to be such a good episode. I think it's a great step forward in just being more transparent I think so. about things like this. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Consciously Clueless. And for that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or tag me and share in social media. Share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. To get more resources, influence on topics covered, and bonus content, join the Consciously Clueless community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash consciouslycarly. And don't forget, if you need help living more consciously, let's work together. Email me today. See you next Wednesday for a new episode. This podcast is supported by all the brands that I love and that I get to work with. Considering how much I talk about the fact that we should be buying less, You know, if I'm promoting a brand, it means I use it myself and I love it. Sometimes the stars align and I score discount codes for the brands that I love. If you go to consciouslycarly.com slash shop, you'll find discount codes for brands like Parade that sell sustainable underwear, Terraseed that is vegan vitamins, Joy selling sustainable plant-based milk alternatives, plain products that shows a new way to provide the world the shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more by using returnable, recyclable containers. There is so much on that page of all the brands that support this podcast and support the work I do. So don't forget to go to consciouslycarly.com slash shop to check all of that out. Mm-hmm.